You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pull Box Podcast. The International Graphic Novel Book Club. Here are your hosts, Curtis Finley and Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome back to the Pull Box Podcast. This is our 72nd episode. We're going to talk about the book, uh, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. I'm your other host, Curtis Findlay. And you might be noticing that the sound is a little different, and that's because we're recording live from the 8 Bits of Destiny art show at the Vancouver Retro Gaming Expo. Wow. That's pretty special. Yeah. And uh, also a lot of words to say all in a row. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're, we're doing a video game art show. Uh, Curtis and I both have art in the art show. And I... I there's going to be a lot of distractions. <laughs> That's okay. It's going to be good, though. I'll let out some of them. Some of them will keep in. We'll see yeah. what happens. We'll just have some fun. But we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about a couple of video game uh, comics this month in honor of being at 8 Bits of Destiny. And uh, the first one we're going to talk about is, uh, is The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. I'm just looking up the, uh, the author right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, Really, it was a really cool book. I really liked it. Um, it it was collected from uh, Nintendo Power, uh, which back in the day was uh, for 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 the young people listening was a magazine. What that is is kind of like a website, <laughs> only it's all printed out and uh, you you buy it at a store every That's month. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I in Nintendo Power, which is a video game magazine, I. Um, they'd have video game sections, and, uh, and or sorry, comic book sections in the magazine, and uh, and there were there were a few comics that they ran in that over time, but um, they collected uh, Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past and uh, and a Super Mario uh, story all all together. Um, Those were the best ones. Yeah, I remember yeah, there, there was, was also like Captain N was one of the other ones, and there was um, there was a Metroid one, okay. and there was a Star Fox one, and the okay. art on those ones are really, really. I really like them. They are very yeah. different than what you would normally find cool. in in the video games and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. A little off model, but yeah. the stories were a little lackluster though. Um, yeah, so the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past was uh, illustrated uh, by uh, Shotaro, no Shotaro. Ishinomori, um, and was it like story and yep, story yeah, story and art, yeah, okay. together. Um, and yeah. it's a, it's kind of a loose adaptation of a link to the past, the video game. Right, yeah, fans kind of rag on it because there's a lot of um, yeah, they they do a lot of things that are sort of not considered canon. Yeah, for sure. Like they introduce characters that yeah. are not in the game. Right. Um, there's a lot of supporting cast members that that either have a much larger part or don't exist at all. Like, um, what's the bird guy? Oh yeah. Uh oh. What was his name? <laughs> I can't remember. Um, I can't remember his name either. But um, yeah, like this guy that like in the dark world that uh, that that turns into a bird man um, when he fights because the violence in his heart turns him into a into a monster, which which is a, a totally unique concept from the video game. None of that happens in the game. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, I'm hoping one of You're the people who've uh, written some comments on this Amazon page will know the answer to our question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's actually it's really cool because it it is. It's it's not beholden. I think that the coolest thing about the Legend of Zelda story is that it's from a time before sort of like the corporate uh, overlord yeah. era of, of franchise ownership. So nowadays you would never get that because nowadays it would be like, no, it has to be based on the story. Like it has to be to the letter and it has to go through all these approvals and stuff. But you could tell that this book, it was just like, yeah, take the Legend of Zelda game, just kind of take the, the Cliff Notes version, and then just riff on it, and that's well, really cool. The, pr the whole premise of Zelda itself, though, is that each interpretation of Zelda is, or of Link and his journey is different. Yeah. So yeah. this is just another interpretation of it, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I read these when I was a kid. Okay. And um, and I uh, because I didn't get Nintendo Power myself. It was serialized um, through the, I don't know a dozen. How many chapters is it? Like twelve or thirteen yeah, chapters. Yeah, something like that. And my friend, my best friend, got Nintendo Power every month, so I would go over to his house and read it, and um, and I loved it. Um, the, I I love the art style. And the yeah. nice thing about this is that they actually got Japanese artists. This is an American produced magazine, but they got yeah. Japanese artists to actually produce the art and write and write yeah. the story. So it's uh, it's quite good. It's a little more on the cartoony side. Um, yeah, for sure. It's definitely off model. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, I would say it's more on model than like the the animated series, the the Zelda animated series. Yeah, there. well, Zelda the the Legend of Zelda animated series kind of had its own thing going yeah. on. And and for my money, it's like the animated series is one of like my top five incarnations of Zelda I love that show yeah um, it's so bad but it's it's Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> gloriousness oh yeah it's, it's, it's fantastic perfect. I love it it's it, the whole that whole show was just great I, yeah. I especially loved the live action bits they were just so yeah. bad and so even when I was like eight years old I could tell this just yeah. these guys are just making up lines as they're going along <laughs> on the Super Mario yeah. Brothers Super Show yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah yeah so good um, but yeah, the um, the premise of the story is is just a, your basic Zelda premise. There's yeah. nothing um, there's nothing more to it than that. Uh, there are other comic interpretations of Zelda as well. I know that there's like there's um, there's manga that you can get like a yeah. multi volume series, and I have a few volumes of those, and they're really nice. And then the animated series has had its own spin off as well. Um, but it was uh, I don't know there. There's something about this one that has a unique charm yeah. to it. Uh, more, it's more of a, um, I don't know. It's, it's more childlike, I guess, but more serious at the same time. Well, it, you know what, um, Zelda is a fantasy series, but I find that that especially over the years, it's gotten so into its own mythology, and every game is kind of another yeah. remake of the game that came before it. That. It's fallen out of the, the fantasy genre in general okay. uh, into its own Legend of Zelda genre, right? Yeah. But this story, because it's so early in the, in the, the life cycle of, of the Legend of Zelda, it, it still has a lot of that yeah. fantasy stuff, which like all, all the stuff that the, the sort of rift things, they're very much like the, the it's a, I found that it was like a very Japanese take on Western 
sort of fairy tale okay, storytelling. Yeah. Um, for instance, when he meets the fairy and uh, and he he protects the fairy from the monsters. So this other big monster comes out of the water, yeah. and it turns out that that monster is actually friends with the fairy. <laughs> and because of that, now this big monster is friends with Link, right? Because he did the right thing. So that's kind of like your your uh, the 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 lion and the mouse, right? Yeah, like yep. it's it's very fail fairy tale ish, like Aesop fables. Yeah, and exactly. Yep. But the Zelda games don't really contain a lot of that because they're so game focused. It's right. so dungeon focused. Yeah, and there really aren't like there's sort of dungeons in the story, but. It's not really the same sort of like formulaic makeup of, of a Zelda game. You could allude this to uh, more of an Alice in Wonderland type of a, a yeah. story where you know she's wandering through and, and just meets creatures and characters along her journey. And she's got a destination, but it, she kind of takes her time to get there. And that's the same with this one. It's very, uh, it, it's very, it takes its time. And part of it's because it's serialized. Yeah. Um, and it, you, when you only have what is like eight pages at a time, then uh, and people aren't necessarily picking up every single issue of Nintendo Power. You, they have their your self-contained, uh, s- short little adventure within within the larger story. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I, you know, we might as well just talk about Super Mario and combine these two. Episodes just make into it into one, one episode. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, okay, so you want to jump over to Mario then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So the other the other book that we that we read was uh, the Super Mario Brothers Adventures, which for my money was the better of the two. Oh, for sure. Um, the the art and the story are both way tighter. Yep. Than the Zelda one. The Zelda one's very kind of loose and kind of you know uh, a little like li- very liberal with with uh, um, story structure as well as the art <laughs> itself. But the yeah. the Mario story is. Strangely, considering it was something from the '90s, like super progressive, and uh, and plays with those characters in a way that that you would never see yeah. today again, oh, yeah. because um, it's this time. Yeah, yeah. The so era. it kind of it starts it starts off with Mario and Luigi heading to the to the castle because uh, Peach is having a party, and uh, and there's some plumbing that needs to get done. <laughs> so so the Mario Bros show up to save the day, but then uh, you know. All, all, uh, all heck breaks loose because Bowser decides to to crash the party. Yep, of and, course. And uh, he doesn't kidnap Peach. He basically holds the kingdom ransom by saying, "Like, if you don't come with me and marry me, I'm going to come back and I'm going to turn the entire Mushroom Kingdom to stone." <laughs> and so she's kind of like, "Oh, I don't want to do that," but, but. She kind of, she kind of goes. How does it play out? Because she ends up kind of like in her own. I think he like gives her, gives her like a timeline they, to show up. Um, no, she gets kidnapped. I think right away. Yeah, we're doing this without the books. We forgot to bring yeah, the books. We with forgot us the today. books. <laughs> we had to set up an art show this morning. So um, the the, uh, the the Mario Brothers save her. But because Luigi takes her place, he disguises himself. But that's like later, because at first she goes with the the um with her guards, like with her royal guard, and like jumps off the building and like oh yeah 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 and it's and nice into because the, into it's the a pipe. It's a princess that's not a damsel in distress. Like yeah she, she yeah really she kind of fights back against hand. Bowser yeah. instead of just being like Mario save me. She's like no I'll save myself. Well and she does it to like she purposely goes into danger to save her kingdom, which yeah. is which is great. It, it's a yeah. it's a really 
good version of Princess um, Lucy. Yeah, and she does eventually get captured, and and so Mario and Luigi are going after her, um, but kind of because she's thrown herself into harm's way in order to protect the kingdom, uh, and uh, and in the process, you know, she ends up captured, but they they meet up with Yoshi because this is right around the time that, that Mario World, yep, first came out. So it's like an introduction to the character of Yoshi, um, and so. They, they, they go on this adventure into uh, Dino Land, which is the setting of Super Mario World, yeah. um, to, get, to get Peach back. Um, and, uh, and, and along the way, Mario ends up captured. Uh, Peach rescues herself and gets out, meets up with Luigi, and then Luigi and Peach do a switcheroo. Where uh, Peach ends up in in Luigi's overalls, which yep. is my favorite part. It's so good. It like the art is just so good, and it's just like she looks pretty good in those overalls. <laughs> uh, and 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 Luigi ends up in Peach's outfit with a with a face mask, like with just the thing over yeah. it, a veil over his mouth. Um, and uh, and they do the switcheroo, and uh, and then everybody kind of saves the day at the end together as a as a team. Um, which I, I just thought was so much fun. It was, so, it was refreshing, and the thing that's funny about it being refreshing is that we're talking about a book from <laughs> a couple decades ago. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it, the thing, we don't get met much Mario in, in that sort of form. No. Like, I, for, for someone, for such a large, important, and popular character and franchise, yeah. like, he, he hasn't had a comic in years. Yeah. Uh, he had again. He also had a um, a, a, a comic spinoff of the Super Mario Super Show. Yeah, both of those were put up by Valiant, and um, but other than that, has Mario has, but yet he hasn't been in comics for it forever. No, yeah, it's 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 really weird how Nintendo kind of kind of keeps some of their their franchises a little bit precious. Yeah. Um, Mario well, is he? definitely one of them. He'd be a shoe in for a current animated series or a, another movie, but that stuff hasn't been seen since the 90s. Yeah, I I honestly think that there was a there was a period recently where they were courting Disney, where Nintendo was courting Disney. I think they wanted to get bought out. Yeah. Um the the most recent Mario Kart game, Mario Kart 8 there are some moments in that game that are not just sort of like homage, but like are almost straight up Disney ripoff moments. Oh, the uh, the 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 ghost house level, the the haunted mansion level. Yeah. It's basically they call it. I think it's called like haunted house or something like that. It is basically the haunted mansion. Really, <laughs> from uh, from from Disneyland. The, yeah. like down to the music. The music is very. Disneyland Haunted Mansion. Oh, I never noticed. I have to I'll have to check that out. And then there, there's another area called Shy Guy Falls, where the shy guys are all mining diamonds and uh, stuff. Yeah, it's, and it's Snow White. Very yeah. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Um, and then they do. They even have. Um, they have a, a a theme park level, and then they have a level that's that's um, sweets like like cake themed. Which is oh, yeah. totally Rush. them firing yeah. back at Nintendo <laughs> for Sugar Rush, um, and and yeah. if you put Wreck It Ralph and Vanellope Von Sweets in in that world, would you wouldn't even yeah. notice. Like you would just think that it was a Sugar Rush level. Totally. So, um, yeah. So I I do think that they were with that and Super Mario 3D World and a couple of other things that they were trying to kind of get Disney's attention and go, 
hey, hey, this would be really good for your theme park. Why don't you guys buy us? Yeah. And uh, and but then we're partnered with Marvel and Disney as and and oh, Star man. Wars as well. Holy cow! Um, but Disney didn't bite, and then uh, I think it was last year it was announced that Universal would be doing uh, Mario themed worlds at their theme parks really? at Universal Orlando and Universal California. Oh, okay. So so they took their business elsewhere. Yeah, basically. Yeah, when when Nintendo didn't bite, they uh, or sorry, when Disney didn't bite, I think they just moved down the road to the next theme park. Well, and uh, Nintendo has and, I mean, sorry, Disney has enough franchises that they don't need Nintendo, but Universal's sure. like, "Please, we definitely because we're going to lose the the Marvel license soon." Yeah. So we need something. Yeah, for sure. So so yeah, I, I think that there 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 was an opportunity for Nintendo to kind of branch out and do more, and I think that they kind of they wanted to, but I don't I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen. It, there's been rumors of, of an animated Mario movie and that sort of thing, but um, I don't know I don't know. It's it's a funny thing how they how they treat their their franchises now because there's other stuff like Donkey Kong, which Donkey Kong had a great animated series That's true, in, it did. in the early 2000s. Yeah, um, the Donkey Kong Country animated series, and uh, a pioneer in computer animation. That one, yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, and and Star Fox, I think, is the is the property of theirs that is the most sort of like ripe for for the picking but sure. they do nothing with it yeah it's crazy because Star Fox would be so easy to do an animated series well, from they don't they just have missions and stuff they're bounty hunters basically right. but they don't even really put that much attention in the games for that franchise well, either yeah, exactly. so it's like they don't care they don't care about Star yeah. Fox so it, it's 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 very weird how, how they how they hold this stuff but um, I think a lot of that was because of the 90s era in which these two comics were from, where they they start, they did try and branch out. They yep. did the comics. They did the, the comics in Nintendo Power as well as the Valiant stuff. They did the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. The, um, they, there was the, the movie. There was at, the at Super Mario too. Brothers movie. And I think that mo the Super Mario Brothers movie, I think, was the nail in the coffin yeah. that, that sort of put an end to all of that stuff. But that was a time when those types of movies just weren't seen. I think no. that it would be a heck of a lot more successful if, um, if given a modern go uh, yep. with the popularity of all the Marvel movies and, and yep. everything that's going on, just with, with nerd culture in general being where it is at the moment, those yeah. things would be way more popular. Well, I, I've, always, I've said for a long time that I feel like video game movies are kind of a flawed premise because one of the great things about video games is the interactivity. Yeah. And so when you're not in control of Mario, how much interest do you really have in his story? Right? It's not, it doesn't quite translate in the same way. It could, but it would take a lot of adapting. And so for my yeah. money, what I prefer to see from, uh, from video games in film is more of like a Scott Pilgrim approach where video games uh. inform the filmmaking, but they are not the filmmaking itself. Because, you know, there's a few things that have worked. Like, I think the Resident Evil franchise has worked really well. I think Silent Hill was, was actually a really good video game movie that, that's underrated. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, like... In that '90s era, we had we had uh, Super Mario Brothers. We had the Mortal Kombat movies, which actually the first Mortal Kombat's not that bad. It's cheesy, but it's <laughs> it's totally in keeping with the video right. game. Right, Street um, Fighter. We had, we had Street Fighter, and we had Double Dragon. And I think 
if you put Mortal Kombat aside, I think the rest of those are pretty yeah, failure yeah. territory, yep. right? They have their own kind of fun moments for camp. Right. But they kind of they do kind of point out that like, yeah, Street Fighter doesn't really need a story. It's just a bunch <laughs> of really fighting. cool characters who fight each other. Well, it's just and a that's tournament. what it needs yeah. to be, right? Yeah, well, what is the most successful video game movie? I don't know. I, I don't know if you if you looked at numbers. It kind of depends on how you gauge it. In my opinion, the most successful video game movie is Scott Pilgrim because it is so yeah, video game inspired. But that's it's video game inspired, but it's not a video. It's not yeah. it's not based on the video game property. Sure. Sure. Um, um, I would, it would say have to be Resident, Resident Evil because it's had so many sequels. There's I think there friend. have been five or six. Yeah, the movie that won't die. Victor, Victor how many Resident Evil movies are there? Five of them. Five. Yeah. Hollywood movies. Okay. Or the Capcom Studios. Hollywood movies. Mila movies. Five. <laughs> I think it's sixth coming out, right? The no. final one. Or is the fifth one the final one? The, I think the fifth one that we're talking about right now is the final one that just came out earlier this year. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. They're rebooting series. Okay, okay. Uh, Yeah, I saw a trailer for it the other day. Yeah, so that answers the question. Resident Evil is the most successful video game movie franchise, for sure. Okay, because they have, like, five movies yeah. and, and animated movies that tie into the game. And they just keep and, on going. And they're rebooting but it. But they're terrible. They're just, I watched yeah. the first one, and it was awful, and I tried watching the second one, and it was even worse, and I haven't watched any since. They're kind of their own thing, right? And it's, yeah. uh, you know, I think that they have an audience for it. Um, and I Oh, think for sure. And the thing about that is it's just horror. Horror movies don't have to yeah. be good. They don't. So. They really don't. <laughs> if a guy gets diced into cubes by yeah. a laser field, that's really all you can ask for. That part was pretty cool. <laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, why don't we ask these two if they've read any of those Nintendo Power comics, if they remember them from the... Victor, come get close to the mic. Yeah, hi. Which, which one? What's happening? Have you have you read the the Legend of Zelda or Super Mario Brothers Adventures comics from Nintendo Power? I imagine you you've probably read some of them. At, least. Uh, at some point in my life, I have. Get up on mic. Uh, at some point in my life, I have. Um, not recently. Do you remember them? Yeah. What do you remember about them? Um, uh, oh, panels, dialogue, collars, Ganons. Can you be more specific? Mm, not really. No. <laughs> what, what colors did you see? Uh, greens everywhere, uh, swirling. Oh. Um, Did it inform any of part of your childhood? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, just in general, a lot of those Nintendo Power comics and like any any supplemental material that came out, I just devoured. Because that if if there was another Zelda thing, I wanted to see it and know where it came from, and yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it yeah, a little bit of like weird backstory. I, I love like yeah. F Zero, like even the the stupid F Zero comic in Nintendo Power, the Nestor one. Like I just loved it. it it's not canon, but who cares? It's more F Zero. Yeah. How about you, Maddie? Did you read those comics when you were a kid? 
In Nintendo Power? No, I read uh, shoujo uh, magazines, <laughs> Edge, like Shonen Jump and everything. I think by the time <laughs> I think by the time Maddie could read Nintendo Power was uh, on its way out. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm basically still in the womb. That's how young I am. Yeah. Uh, did you read any of like the shoujo stuff that Viz came out with in like? the early 2000s, late 90s? I can't recall exactly, but if it was able to be bought at a uh, London Drugs, then I had it. Yeah. So, yeah. I had a lot of issues of Maison Ikoku and, <laughs> and Ranma, and, but yeah. Yeah. My favorite were like the Bobo, Bobo, Bobo. Bobo, 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 Bobo. That and like any like random Bleach episode I sure, could get. Yeah. 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 It made no sense. Topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're way off topic. What is the topic? Uh, well, we read we read the there were um, the Zelda and Super Mario Brothers comics of the Link to the Past and the Super Mario Brothers Adventures that yeah. were collected. Yeah. Uh, but it was was it, it was by Viz, right? It's collected by Viz, yeah. 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 Um, so we just read those. So that's what we were talking about. Cool. Was those specifically, but. And now we're seeing if anybody in the crowd has read these. Carrie, have you read the Super Mario Brothers? and uh, Legend of Zelda comics that were in Nintendo Power back in the 90s? I don't remember any Legend of Zelda ones, no, but the Mario ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're definitely more about, hey, let's go into pipes and see what's there, and oh no, <laughs> Koopa Kids and a bomb! Oh no! I don't know if they taught a lesson, or if they were supposed to. I don't think they did. No, no lesson. They are just fun. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yep. Thanks for your Actually, I just want to say, um, there is uh, the, the final, I think, one or two chapters of the Mario story. It, they, it's a new story. It's the Wario one. It's yeah, the Wario right. one, and I really love that one, too. It was just funny. It was. Um, and that's the best part about it is the humor is really, really great. And that yeah. was around the time that I think Super Mario Land... Two. Mario Land 2, because that's Super the first Mario one with Mario. Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins, yeah, yeah, was yeah. The, what introduced Wario, and then Super Mario Land 3... Is actually uh, Wario. I think it's it's Wario's adventures. Like right. That. So that um, that comic was made to. Maybe it's Wario's Woods. Yeah. Carrie Woodrow would know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That comic was made to kind of tie into that the, yeah. the launch of that game, and it only lasted two chapters because I think at that point that's when the Nintendo Power decided they were going to cut the comics from their magazine. Yeah. They were lowering their page count or something and. Um, so all the comics kind of went, which is too bad because I would have loved to see more adventures with those two. Yeah, for sure. This um, was fun. The art in the Super Mario comics really influenced a lot of what I did when I was a kid. Yeah, I copied so many of those drawings it's and like panels. Sonic and that we've talked about Sonic before. Sonic was the first major comic that I yeah. that I ever read uh, or collected, and uh, and yeah, that that. Sonic was all I drew for like the first five years. Like I, I would draw Disney afternoon characters and yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, and I did the Mario guys and and did them over. And there is also the other the other thing. There is um, a Mario Mania magazine. It was like a playing a, a guide for all of the early okay. games, I think. And they had some great drawings in there as well. Yeah. And I copied those as well. And and that just uh, the thing, the way the way I draw, um, I like I think the way I. I don't even. I don't think. I don't know how much of that that style I still do in my current stuff. But yeah. it, it really um, this, the way I drew, I drew shoes and the way I drew um, background. I did a lot of the copied yeah. a lot of stuff from there. It's just I, I I pulled it straight from those comics. Yeah. Cool. 
Well, it shows because uh, some of your art that you've got here, uh, your your Mario Crazy Cat and your Mario Pogo, you can tell that like you know the Mario character models and you're right, able yeah. to adapt them into this other style, but yeah. still maintain it. And and that really comes from like knowing. You have to know that stuff really well. You have to know both like the Crazy Cat and Pogo stuff really well, as right. well as the Mario totally. stuff, in order to get it to that point. But yeah, um, cool. Yeah. Well, what are we reading next month? Uh, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pulling uh, Snot Girl by Brian Lee O'Malley. Nice. Uh, so that's gonna that's gonna bring us up to date with Brian Lee O'Malley's work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to read that. And I'm going to pick Valerian because the movie's coming out pretty nice. soon. So there is a, uh, a really nice edition that's come out recently. So we will uh, check that out cool. in preparation for that That film. is a good month. Yeah. That is a good month. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun next month. Yeah. Cool. I think so. Well, um, that's all for us. And um, we're going to sign off from the Vancouver Retro Gaming Expo 8 Bits of Destiny art show. <laughs> yeah, Super 8 Bits of Destiny. Oh, Super uh, 8 Bits of yeah. Destiny. And... Uh, you can like follow it on Facebook. Follow follow Eight Bits of Destiny on Facebook, and and uh, and you can find it on Instagram now as well. I just started an Instagram for it, Eight Bits of Destiny. So, yeah. so check those out. Uh, but yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. We hope that the audio wasn't too uh, uh, kind of chaotic. Oh, you, uh, it'll be fine. Yeah. I. Uh, but yeah, thanks, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Keep reading comics and keep playing video games. For more episodes of the Pullbox Podcast, visit us at pullboxpodcast.com or on iTunes. You can find me on various social media websites. Just search for Curtis Findlay, and that's Curtis with a K. You can follow me on Twitter at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F, and, you know, on Tumblr and Instagram and all those other social medias as well. Uh, go to patreon.com slash thunderquack to support us, where you can kick in as little as a dollar and get a bunch of great rewards the exclusive Thunderquack podcast, as well as access to the Facebook group. And by getting access to the Facebook group, you get that direct line to us to send us suggestions for what we should read on the podcast. If you like this podcast, you can check out other great podcasts on the Thunderquack network by heading to thunderquack.com. 